I'm going to look in at a couple more native villages, and then I'm going to Sanders Plantation to see Gonzales. I hope I'll have a personal statement from him and the final situation progress map in time for the cast. I take it Maith still agreeable to releasing the story at 1200? Sure, he was always agreeable. The Army wants publicity. It was Government House that wanted to sit on it, and they've given that up now. The story's all over the place here, native city and all. What's the situation in town now? Oh, it's still going on. Some disorders, mostly just unrest. Lot of street meetings that could have turned into frenzies if the police hadn't broken them up in time. A couple of shootings, some sleep gassing, and a lot of arrests. Nothing to worry about, at least not immediately. That was about what he thought. Maybe it's not bad to have a little trouble in Blue Lake, he considered. What happens out here in the plantation country, the government house crowd can't see, and it doesn't worry them. Well, I'll call you from Sanders. He blanked the screen. In the seat in front, the native pilot said, Shum contragravity up ahead, Bosch. It sounded like two voices speaking in unison, which was just what it was. I'll have a look. The pilot's hand, long and thin, like a squirrel's, reached up and pulled down the fifty-power binoculars on their swinging arm. Miles looked at the screen map and saw a native village just ahead of the dot of light that marked the position of the air car. He spoke the native name of the village aloud and added, Let down there, Heshto. I'll see what's going on. The native, still looking through the glasses, said, Right, Bosch. Then he turned. His skin was blue-gray and looked like sponge rubber. He was humanoid, to the extent of being an upright biped with two arms, a head on top of shoulders, and a torso that housed, among other oddities, four lungs. His face wasn't even vaguely human. He had two eyes in front, close enough for a stereoscopic vision, but that was a common characteristic of sapient life-forms everywhere. His mouth was strictly for eating. He breathed through separate intakes and outlets, one of each on either side of his neck. He talked through the outlets and had his scent and hearing organs in the intakes. The car was air-conditioned, which was a mercy. An overheated Quan exhaled through his skin and surrounded himself with stenches like an organic chemistry lab. But then, Quans didn't come any closer to him than they could help when he was hot and sweated, which, lately, had been most of the time. A V and a half of air cavalry circling around, Eshto said, making sure nobody got away, and a combat car at a couple of hundred feet and another one just at treetop level. He rose and went to the seat next to the pilot, pulling down the binoculars that were focused for his own eyes. With them, he could see the air cavalry, egg-shaped things just big enough for a seated man, with jets and contragravity field generators below, and a bristle of machine-gun muzzles in front. A couple of them jetted up for a look at him, and then went slanting down again, having recognized the Quanon planet-wide new service car. The village was typical enough to have been an illustration in a sociography textbook. Fields in a belt for a couple of hundred yards around it, 
dome-thatched mud-and-wattle huts inside a pole stockade, with log storehouses built against it, their flat roofs high enough to provide platforms for defending archers. The open, oval gathering place in the middle. There was a big hut at one end of this, the Camdu, the sanctum of the adult males, off-limits for women and children. A small crowd was gathered in front of it, fifteen or twenty Terran Air Cavalrymen, a couple of enlisted men from the 2nd Quanon Native Infantry, a Terran 2nd Lieutenant, and half a dozen natives. The rest of the village population, about two hundred, of both sexes and all ages, were lined up on the shadier side of the gathering place, most of them looking up apprehensively at the two combat cars which were covering them with their guns.